This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Next up in Heart of a Lion, brought to you by Club Tales, the original cocktail in a can. We're talking with North Alabama defensive coordinator Brock Caraboa. He comes to UNA after serving as defensive coordinator at Tiffin University. He spent some time at Kansas with Coach Dearman after spending seven years at his alma mater in Marion University. At Marion University, I can't wait to talk about this, he had a defensive unit that consistently ranked as one of the tops in the nation. Three of the four seasons as D.C., he was a finalist for Football Scoop NAIA Coordinator of the Year award not only did he have a great run coaching there he also holds the school record for single season and career tackles this guy's a defensive minded coach we're excited to have him here coach thanks for joining us oh thank you for having me we can't have the defensive coordinator on and not talk about what we're seeing on social media all the talk of the purple swarm we love that term obviously at una but what have you learned about the purple swarm if you guys have talked about restoring the swarm the restoring the war if you will yeah, well, when I when I first got here, it was probably about a week into it. Um, you know, me and Coach Dimmer were really kind of you know started to talk about what the Purple Swarm means and um, and the tradition that they had. And, and back in the '90s, they were the, probably the best defense at all of college football. Um, so being able to bring that back to this, to, you know, to this program and to the to the um, to the community, I think is going to change pivotal success for us. And we understand, and I talked to the defensive guys yesterday, you know, there was a standard that the Purple Swarm had. And that's a lot to live up to. And just to say that you're the Purple Swarm from the get-go, that doesn't really, you know, in my opinion, that doesn't give those guys justice to what they did. You know, we have to work towards that every single day in the classroom, in the weight room, in the meetings, and then out in the practice field, which that will translate into the game field. So we understand that that tradition is not something that we can just say and that all of a sudden we're the purple swarm. The, the, the tradition that those guys set and the standard of play that they were able um, you know, to do as a unit consistently – is something that we are all always working towards. So uh, we understand that you know the 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 perfection that they had um, and the fight that they had for UNA. That we want to bring that back. We want to make North Alabama proud. We want to make the Purple Swarm, the, you know those guys back in the nineties. We want to make them proud, and that's something that we're working towards every single day. It's the first slide that they see in every install. Um, it's in my it's in my office the picture of the purple swarm so we we want to you know continue to soak those guys with information of what those guys wore to this program um, and coach Deerman and I uh, you know it's really coach Deerman you know trying to get a couple guys back into this program of um, of what the purple swarm and, and getting those guys back in the spring bowl getting those guys around summer and having them talk to our defense having them talk to our team uh, about what it meant to be a part of that purple swarm and what it meant, you know, to wear that lion, you know, and, and to um, and really tell those guys, give those guys an education on on what that means. So I'm just so excited to be able to, you know, 
call myself, you know, the defensive coordinator for for that Purple Swarm unit. But that's like I told you, it's something that we're working towards every day. That that you know, we can't just come out and say, "Hey, we're the Purple Swarm," because that that does not do justice to what those guys had. So that's something that you know, each practice, each meeting, you know, each workout session, each class that we check that you know, there's a standard that we have to live up to. So um, very very excited for the for the challenge uh, um, to be able to do that. I love it. It's kind of got me fired up hearing you talk about it. And Coach Deerman at the Lions Athletic Club luncheon a few weeks ago showed up with a helmet with the Purple Stars, teased that a little bit. You guys have your meeting room where Purple yep. Swarms have been painted, the graphic up on the wall. You mentioned that the stuff in your office as well, getting former players back. Why is it so important for you guys to keep that connection to the tradition? Well, you know, I, I think it kind of goes back to, um, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when that program has success – why did it have success? What you know, there's something to the uh, to the dignity of the soul of what a football program means. And so, to me, you know, I when I was at Marion University, we started a program in 2007, and I was part of the first ever program that was there. So they never had football before I was there. And so, um, I understand what it means to have that value of of, of the investment, uh, you know, that goes into a college football program. And you know when and you talk about traditions and you talk about players that played there and um, the beliefs that were had, the values that were had. So, you know, understanding kind of what that means to a, to a player within a program, I think is pivotal to when you're trying to build something back to where it should be. So that to me is, I think, with, you know, going into the Purple Swarm of getting guys to understand, you know, the investment that they had in, in, in trying to live back up to, you know, what they did. You know, I, I got to make more of a statement right here. This is yep. incredible. You just said you were part of the first team at Marion, right? First team. And then you, you go up and down the, the roster of coaches. Coach Cruz, he had a yep. high school program. They'd lost so many games in a row and broke yep. that streak. Coach Johnston was at UAB when they relaunched that program. So many of you guys have connections to where you, you were part of something that was almost a rebuild. It, yep. It's really cool when you deep dive. Yeah, and that's what gets me so excited to come here and, and at North Alabama. Uh, to be able to come and, and try to restore um, the roar, as we say, you know, on, on Twitter. And, uh, it, 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 you know, when you wake up every single day with it, with a challenge and when you wake up every single day with a, with a purpose, when you're coming to work, it, it, it doesn't feel like work. And, and it really kind of brings me back to my roots when I, when I first started at Marion, as, even as a player back in 2007. And so the, the thing that when we were at Marion in 07, it was – we went one and ten, and then seven and four the next year, six and five, and then we were the first team to go to the playoffs in year four. So, uh, it, you know, I still have a lot of pride for that place. And uh, coming here to North Alabama and being helping to be a small part, of, you know, in our story and our success here, that's something that's driving me every single day. So, um, I'm excited to be able to, uh, you know, help build this thing the way that the community wants it, the way that the you know alumni want it, the way that the university wants it. And, you know, finally that brings into our coaches and players. We, we want to make North Alabama football proud. I, I can't wait to, to get to this season, really hearing all this stuff. Previously the D.C. at Tiffin. What sold you on coming to UNA with Coach Dearman? Well, Coach Dearman. And, 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 you know, just doing, uh, you know, my research on, you know, on North Alabama football. But really goes down to Coach Dearman. He called me, you know, a couple weeks before the season was over about things that possibly were happening and, um, you know, this, we had a we had a bowl game at Tiffin University on that Saturday, and I coached under Coach Chris Reiser, who's a phenomenal football coach. I learned a ton from him. 
um, very, very, very um, in debt to what, you know, what he taught me as a football coach. And that Sunday, um, Coach Dearman called me. He said, hey, I, you know, I got the job and um, you want to come be my defensive coordinator. And instantly I said, yep, yes, sir. And absolutely. And I was like, yeah, you know, kind of had tears in my eyes just because of the opportunity, you know, one, to coach with him, but two, to, you know, become a Division One defensive coordinator. That's something I've always, you know, worked towards and um, be able to do that, and you know, and talk to him. And then as soon as I got off the phone, I went right to my wife. And, uh, you know, Katie was so excited. She, You know, we're in Tiffin, Ohio. It's a little bit colder. And, and you know, we're out by the Lake Erie. Um, and so as soon as we said, you know, it took me two minutes to say yes to Coach Dearman and started packing my bags and got down here really Thursday night or Friday morning uh, That within three or four days. So um, the opportunity to work with Coach Dearman and the opportunity to help restore um, a program to, to back to prominence is the two biggest reasons why I came here. You get here, I guess, in December, and it's just been, we say whirlwind. I mean, you guys have been out recruiting. You've been learning this roster. I'm sure you've been looking at moving here full-time yep. as well. And then you get a signing class. I mean, you take yep. the deep dive into the signing class. A lot of defensive guys, not just high school guys, but I think I counted nine guys that came in mid-year on the defensive side of the football. What do you like about that depth that you guys brought in early on? Yeah, well, when I got here, it was a Friday, it was a Friday night. And that next Saturday morning, Coach Dearman, he took me around the office and said, all right, hey, um, just so you know, this is where we are scholarship-wise with offense. This is where we are with defense. All right. And I said, okay. And um, and he's like, well, let's, uh, we're going to start watching film tomorrow morning at 7. And so my very first day really on the job was me and him watching film together of all the guys that we were able to bring in. So uh, those guys have, you know, have been tremendous and – you know, and helping in the weight room and, you know, in the classroom and on the field, you can you can feel their presence really, really quickly that they were able to, to buy in to what we're doing. And, and the guys that, you know, that were already here um, have seen, you know, their leadership and their ability to come into the program because, I, you know, I truly do believe everyone's kind of really right now on the same level. And, and, you know, the guys that were here, you know, last year I told them, hey, you know, it's a blank slate. Don't really care what happened last year. I care what happens on January 10th or I care what happens on February 14th. Uh, everybody's on a blank slate. But what these guys were able to do um, from from a depth standpoint is to really, one, push them, push the guys that were here last year, um, and also being able to, you know, get us through um, spring ball because, you know, we were pretty, you know, limited, you know, up front and limited at backer at sometimes with just depth. And so – being able to get those guys in here and and, and be able to um, you know have a competition through spring is going to be huge for uh, for the development of those guys on the football field. Speaking of competition, see the social media post of, of yeah. the county fair mat room, whatever oh, yeah. you you want to call it. Everybody's got a different name for it. Mm -hmm. But what has stood out the most to you is you've seen guys compete sort of in that unorthodox way. I I just think they're having fun, and that's the thing that. Uh, I think it's lost in football sometimes is the enjoyment that, you know, everybody, you know, you know, waking up at whatever, 5 a.m. or, or 5.30, it's not easy. So uh, the thing I, I believe that Coach Dameron has really instilled in those guys, you know, enjoy what you have out there. Not everybody gets to do it. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, you know, you see smiles on their faces uh, when they do well and, you know, when, when they get beat in a drill, you, you can see that they're, that they're angry, you know, that they're, it means something to them to win a tower pool at 630 in the morning 
on where January 28th, like just that, you know, we're trying to, you know, breed the, you know, the competition side of, of what it takes to win, but also what, you know, how are you supposed to feel after you lose? It's not just, Oh man, I lost. It's man, I hate to lose. And, and that's what we're trying to instill. And that's, you know, when, when coach Deerman, when he was at Bethel college or Bethel university, sorry, in 2018, it was Bethel college when he played there, but at Bethel, they were, I believe three and seven, when he in 2017 he got hired on um, as to be the head coach in 2018 and he was able to instill the these map drills and these map programs and they went 10 and one that ne- that very next year with really the same football team um, so it really is just you know developing that mindset um, you know with our guys and, and developing the mindset with our coaches and and getting everybody on the same page of of, of having the of, of the will to hate to lose rather than love to win. I think that's what, you know, you know, the coach Deerman philosophy and from my experience with working with him for two months as, as his defensive coordinator has really got to me. And, and I know that's bleeding into our guys. As we start jumping into your career before we do that, what is a defense under you going to look like? So we'll be, we're going to be very, very athletic. That, that That's the thing that we're always going to try to like, man, those guys are athletic. Um, you know, they're, they're going to talk about those guys pursue to the football. You know, everybody runs cover four, everybody runs cover three, everybody runs cover two, What you know, whatever the scheme is. But pursuit will fix all mistakes. And if you play, and that really goes down to playing hard. We're going to be athletic, we're going to play hard, we're going to pursue the football, we're going to be elite tacklers, we're going to work on tackling every, every day. Not necessarily that we're going to be um, taking guys to the ground, um, we're going to be, you know, getting physical with guys it's just you know learning how to use your body learning how to use your head learn how to use your feet we're going to be very fundamentally sound and you know the art form of tackling and then we'll have great communication and be elite communicators so I think that when you look at defenses and you're like man like you know what happened there well there was probably some type of form of communication error and because everybody, ha- every defense is sound, every offense is sound. So it really comes down to those four things, in my opinion, you know, and when you're building that, a football team, and when you're building a defense, if you can do those four things, I, I believe that you're going to have success. So, um, but, you know, when you get into like a scheme of what we're going to be personnel-wise, I'd, I'd love to be like three three five personnel or 3-4 personnel, but, you know, have that, you know, four down, 2-5 structure. Um, and, and be able to have some exotic looks on third down and and be able to have, you know, we're going to be very, very, you know, run fit oriented. We're going to understand what gap each guy has. And, um, you know, we're going to do create different pictures for, you know, for the quarterback, with, you know, that be um, up front, uh, create different pictures for the quarterback in the back end. So uh, we want to be able to be as multiple as possible, uh, be able to change personnel, um, without changing personnel, sorry, um, it, within the structure from first down, second down, third down. So if we can't, we don't have to change personnel, but we can change the structure of what that quarterback, what the offensive line is looking at and the offensive coordinator is looking at, I think that allows us to be multiple. So uh, I was talking to a guy, you know, defensively when I was going through uh, playbooks and going through what, you know, what I believe he kind of called it a, a West Coast defense uh, because we don't have certain set calls. We have set front, set stunts, and, and blitzes and coverage that can all kind of marry together within a game plan. So uh, I, I believe that allows us to be multiple, and I believe it allows us, to, uh, the guys, to understand um, that we can pair this with that and with this, and that can create something different. But as long as you understand the rules of what each scheme is and what each um, teaching progression is, 
um, I think that can allow us to be different each week but still have the same teaching tools um, for our guys. And, and I'm fired up for our position coaches that, you know, that I'm able to work with, and Coach Davis and Coach Johnson, Coach St. Felix and, and Coach Glenn. Those guys are going to be phenomenal teachers. And, you know, every day I learn something new from them. Um, so, again, I kind of have the base defense, what I kind of want it to look like. But I'm learning every day, hey, you know, what about this tweak? Or, hey, what about this tweak? And, you know, so we're going to be, you know, different than what I've been in the past. But, um, you know, still have that same core belief of, uh, you know, what, what, I've, do, what I've done. So. And it's all going to lead to the return of the swarm, right? Yeah, yes, yes, sir. So, All right, let's, let's jump into your journey. First of all, where do you call home? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. So Plainfield, Indiana. So from Indiana, not basketball, football for you. Yep, yeah, football. And I, I love basketball, love basketball. Grew up, my dad was my basketball coach growing up, and, uh, you know, I was in the youth leagues, but, you know, big Reggie Miller fan. Uh, yes. Big. If you walk in my office, I have me and Bobby Knight picture when they beat 2001. They beat Michigan State, who was number one. And me and my friends were at a tournament, and we got into Assembly Hall and somehow saw Bobby Knight at 6 a.m. and got a picture with him. So that's kind of the story um, of that Bobby Knight picture. But huge Bobby Knight fan um, of what you know what he was able to do at IU and, and obviously Reggie Miller. So grew up, you know, went to all in any Pacer games. As we, much as possible. We've played two games at Assembly Hall uh, yeah. since we made the jump, and I, I've loved going up there. It's been incredible. So what's your football journey? What, what, what got you into football? Well, you know, my dad was my youth football coach. Um, then uh, really developed a, you know, a love for the game of just from really from a, from a young age and then uh, got into high school, played for, um, you know, Coach Chuck Schwanekamp. Um, was a really you know legendary football coach in Indiana, and then my senior year I played for Coach Brian Woodard, and um, Coach Woodard actually sent me a text two days ago that he uh, he's probably going to come down here, and he was my my senior year. Learned so much from him from a leadership standpoint, from a um, you know culture standpoint, from player evaluate just just learning from him as a, and even as a football player in in high school that I wanted to always be a coach, and he kind of knew that because I and I and I told him about what, what I'd like to be. And um, so I learned so much from him from that standpoint to where I actually got injured my senior year, and we were really good. We were probably putting together one of the best teams in Plainfield football history. And Plainfield football is, it, you know, there's a lot of tradition there. And so we hadn't been to that standard of what Plainfield football was until Coach Woodard got back as the, you know, got, or got there as the head coach that last year. So when we were 8-0, and I got injured, it like crushed me. And I'll never forget this, and, and he'll know this too. If we, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'm going to send it to him. But we're playing Greenwood. Um, it's a rival of ours. We haven't beaten them my entire year there, my entire three years there. And uh, and I wasn't able to play. And I knew we were going to – we felt good that we were going to beat them that year. But um, in the fourth quarter, we were winning, and he came up to me, and he said he handed me a play call sheet and said, you got it. You got the offense. Now I'm a defensive guy, but he he let me call the offense the fourth quarter, as a high school senior. So I knew I wanted to be a football coach, but right then and there, when he did that, man, like it, like it brings like kind of like a tear to my eye right now, just because of what that meant to me. Um, uh, you know, being able to just uh, call myself head coach for that fourth quarter. So that's always stuck with me. And then the next week, I was he put me in the box, and I was able to help the guys in the box. So, and then that last week, I was able to play again. But just that. In the high school to have that um, experience, I think it was second to none. And then, so I go to Marion University, 
in Indianapolis, Indiana startup program was able to, um, you know, become, you know, the all-time leading tackler that in, in single season, in the single season. But I tell this story too, is that I made the first tackle in program history, but it really wasn't until the second quarter because the first two drives they scored on us <laughs> until the first play. So, um, it was, uh, you know, I have a lot of history at, you know, at Marion. And, um, so then when in 2000, after the 2011 season, I'm sorry, 2010 season, 2011, I kind of did my, uh, did my student teaching and, you know, I did my student teaching under Mark Bless was a, you know, legendary coach in Indiana. Um, and then I worked with him and then Dave Ballou was the strength coach there um, at the time. So I was able to learn from those two guys. Now the crazy thing about coach Ballou is he's now the strength coach at university of Alabama. He's the head strength coach there. So his journey is pretty incredible. So being able to learn from those two guys as a student teacher, um, then I got right into being a graduate assistant in 2012. So, um, 2012 was a graduate assistant at Marion. We win the national championship as a GM. Like, hey, football is easy. So, and so then our coach leaves, and he takes the Division two job at Walsh, and he asked me to go with him. Well, I was pretty set. I, you know, I don't know. I just started dating my now wife, and um, I was like, yeah, I might just do high school. And I don't really know how this college thing works. I probably should have went with him because I didn't know if I was going to get let go or not now that I look at it. So I was able to uh, stay on as a GA. Um, under Coach Mark Henniger. Um it worked for a guy named Scott Power. Came in as the defensive coordinator. Um, Coach Power is now the defensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech. Um, it was able, to, you know, be their defensive line coach for three years at Marion. Kind of cut my teeth, but you know, with how they believe defense was, um, with how they believe the program was, was able to learn from them. And, you know, and Coach Karras. Then when Coach Power left, Coach Henniger gave me the uh, keys to the kingdom, is what I say, uh, and gave, gave me the keys to the defense and. In 2016, it became the coordinator. Um, was able to have a run of success on defense there for four years and um, got called by um, the University of Kansas um, in 2019 uh, from a guy named Stephen Bider who, um, and Coach Miles. And those, those two guys kind of helped, um, you know, help, help hire me there at the University of Kansas. And, um, and then that's where I met uh, Coach Dearman. And because um, he was at the University of Kansas at the time. So I knew I wanted to get into big time college football, um, you know, and, and I knew being at the smaller level, you have to be able to make that jump. And it was a tough jump for me and my wife. And always knowing Indianapolis, I was probably going to be set there for, for life, you know, at Marion. Uh, went to school there. She went to school there. We got married there. So it was uh, definitely a hard jump to move. Um, but we took the leap of faith. And, and I believe that, you know, there's always a re you know it didn't work out there with Coach Miles and but I believe the reason that I was out there was to meet you know Coach Deerman and Coach Weavers um, and Coach Roth the guys that you know are here now and I believe that was the big reason why I went there and um, and then when Coach Miles was you know when he was not uh, retained to be the head coach there, I met Coach Leipold and learned a ton from him and his staff and very grateful that they kept me on as as an analyst but. At the, at the same time, after that year, I was tired of working off the field. I just, you know, I went there for a couple reasons. One, to, you know, really learn what the big programs are like, but also learn, um, you know, you know, that I, I want to be able to be those guys one day. Uh, so when I was an analyst, I was like, man, you know, I just want to coach football. And so that led me to um, going to Tiffin University where I knew uh, Coach Chris Reisert. Um, really good football program in northwest Ohio that – you know, believe they do things the right way. And, you know, Coach Reister um, learned a ton from him, but um, was able to, after the, you know, the first year, we were able to really improve the defense. Um, 
you know, of, of what they had the previous year. And um, we took a lot of pride in that. And then after that, the bowl game, Coach Deerman called me and kind of came full circle after two and a half years of, you know, being away from when he left University of Kansas. So truly believe there was a reason why I went to Kansas. And, and I think it was to meet Coach Deerman because, you know, everything that he believes in and everything that he, you know, instills in his players and his staff, it's uh, something that, I, you know, I try to, um, you know, reflect and I try to, you know, assemble the same thing. So just very, very excited to be able to be on his staff and, and be his uh, defensive coordinator here at North Alabama. So much jumped out at me dude, so, dude, yeah. during that I know I kind of went. Journey. I know no, yeah. that was great. The the first thing that stood out to me was your fast rise from D.C. to coaching the D-line to being a defensive coordinator. I mean, you had to be, what, 25, 26 years old? I was 26. I got on my, my birthday is when I got named the D coordinator at my alma mater, which I – it was awesome. I mean, did you feel a lot of pressure becoming I a did. D.C. that young? I did. Uh, but I, I always say this. I learned this from a guy I used to work, work with, too, named Mike Ridings. Who's, he's the defense coordinator at Wabash in, uh, Indiana, in uh, Crawfordsville, Indiana. But he always said pressure is privilege. And I've always kind of had – and I'm like, you know, when he told me that, I was like, man, I, that, that makes sense. So, I, you know, the pressure of the building back the Purple Swarm, the, the pressure of building back this – that, that, there, there's a privilege to it. And if you don't have pressure, then, you know, what are you doing? So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I took that pressure and, you know, we worked every day to, you know, to make Marion proud and to make, you know, with school that we're at proud. And that's the same thing that we're going to do here at North Alabama. And, you know, when talking defensively, like that's, um, I tell those guys every day, hey, man, pressure's privilege. You want to be in a place that wants to win. You want to be in a place that wants to succeed and wants to grow. And obviously we're in a, in a situation here that we're jumping from, you know, in the past was D2, then the transition years, and, you know, expect to win here. Now I talked to a guy yesterday that, uh, you know, he played uh, quarterback here, and he was talking about, hey, we expect to go win that first game. He said, yeah, he said, yeah we do. And But, you know, that the expectation um, of North Alabama and North Alabama football, you know, and on the defensive side – um, there's, there's pressure, but that, like I told you, like I'm, we taking a run with it. So, the, the second thing that stood out is you mentioned in high school, kind of a, a rich tradition program, but it had dropped a little, mm -hmm. and you guys got it back to where it was. Yep. Then at Marion, what'd you say, one win that first year win, to yep. to win in the national championship, right? Yep. A few yep. years later, I mean, yep. you, you've been a part of turnarounds and rebuilds. Yeah, and that and that's something that you know really stuck out to to me. Um, about being able to take an opportunity like this that uh, I was kind of back to my roots um, of being able to go to a place that's um, working every day to get back to where it was. Um, and so that's, you know, when Coach Chairman called me, um, it was a no-brainer, one, to be able to do that, but to work with him. So take a lot of pride in, you know, as, as a player and a coach to be able to, to do that and to be able to say that you did that. Um, I think that means a lot more than, you know, sometimes if you take a program that's always been successful and they've had the 10 wins and 11 wins, and then it's obviously hard to keep that up as that new coach or a new – but there's just something different about when you can take a program and you're trying to restore um, what it was and you're, and you're bringing people back and you're bringing the community in and, and you're bringing the traditions back of what's set before. And um, I, I just think there's a lot of pride in it. And – Something that that really just goes back to my core of what I you know believe in, and obviously what Coach Deerman believes in, because the same thing you know that he was able to do as well. 
All right, so I'm reading your bio, and it just, you know, best scoring defense, first in the nation in sacks, rushing defense, third down, sacks per game, touch. I mean, so many things statistically that you guys excelled in. And then you look deeper, football scoop, NAIA coordinator of the year, three of the four seasons. I mean, your run at Marion was pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah, and I think it really comes down to a couple things, obviously the players. Uh, we had players that – um, they're good football players, but they bought into what we were doing. We had really good coaching staff, really good leadership from it, uh, uh, from the head coach to athletic director. And, uh, but also just, you know, uh, every day they loved to learn. They loved to practice. They loved to compete. And so I think when you can have that and you can develop that into them, um, you know, it, that stuff takes care, care of itself. And also – you know, learn this from I always, I always say I'm learning this from somebody because I'm always trying to pick things, and that's what you guys do as a de as a defense. But we work as coaches. I, I you know you work too hard not to have fun, and so that's the one thing I always want to try to make sure our players understand that too. They work too hard not to enjoy themselves in the weight room. So if you can have that balance of you know enjoyment, you can have that balance of hard work and of understanding. You know, championship teams. You know they know when to work and they know when to you know have fun. And if you can understand the difference of that, but also kind of blend that together, I think that's a recipe uh, to be very, very successful. So, um, and obviously, the you know, and I say this, you know, I've said this before, but you know, they hated to lose, and whether it be a towel pull or whether it be um, a free throw contest against me at lunch, you know, because I I can shoot some free throws now. So I, you know, I have to in in to get open, I can't create my own shot, but if you can get me open, I I think I can hit it. So I think I can hit the bucket. But just being ha little challenges like that um, creates that hate to lose. And so if we we can instill that, and that and that's something that I've seen. You know, Coach Davis said it this morning that the the difference in that weight room, the feel in that weight room, already feels different within a within a month of us being back together. So. Um, I think that kind of translates to, you know, what, what you know, the, the Marion question that you had is, you know, why that was. And I think really came down to those couple things. Um, and, you know, obviously it starts with players and starts with the coaching staff kind of, you know, meshing together. But, um, you know, no one when to work and, you know, no one when to have fun and relax. And you mesh those things together, man. I think that creates a recipe for um, for success. Now, you can't be from Indiana and not be a good free throw shooter, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. All yeah. right, so you dropped a lot of names. Are there any yeah. other coaches that have impacted you along the way? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, starting back from when I was you know, little, obviously my dad uh, was my youth football coach. Um, he's always kind of been my coach throughout throughout life. Um, coach Brian Woodard, Coach John Utterback was my linebacker coach in high school. I learned a ton from him. Um, in college, Coach Ted Karras, um, he's now – the head coach back at Marion University, so it's really cool to see that. Uh, coach Marty Mathis was my defensive coordinator. Um, learned that you know, learned from him just on how to have thick skin <laughs> when I was a player. Um, coach Mark Henniger just learned, you know, learned, uh, you know, from him when I when he took over the Marion job of just the you know leadership and organization tools um, of what he had. Um, Coach Scott Powers, now the defensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech, kind of the structure of our defense is um, kind of built around what, you know, his, you know, his mind. And then it was able to kind of, you know, pick pick some things from other people, but learned a ton from him. Um, and then obviously when I got into, um, you know, all the assistant coaches I got to work with, my uncle, Coach Steve Tutsi, he was one of the first hires. Coach Clay Emmerich, Coach Tyler Stitt, um, 
you know, Coach Mike Ridings, um, you know, was able to learn guys from guys at Kansas. Coach D Brent Deerman being number one guy that I learned the most from and um, just on how he dealt with players and how he dealt with his – with staffing and how he – you know, what his beliefs were. Um, you know, Coach Miles, you know, and how he – you know, the the recruiting aspect, you know, and how he talked to people. So um, Coach Leipold, Coach Borland, Coach Simpson, at, you know, they're at University of Kansas now. And then um, – so I, I could probably name a ton – um, and I probably left a couple guys out, but I, th I think you pick up something from everybody you come with and, uh, you know, come a, you come encounter with. But uh, very, very, very fortunate to be in the position that I was able to be in and, and just to ask questions um, about certain things and was able to call themselves, you know, you know, we were able to work together with a couple of guys that I can just pick their brains with. So just, again, just very, very fortunate to be in their company. Then from that, who are some of the defensive minds that you admire and love to study? Yeah, so number one, um, cut my teeth from that from the Pat Narduzzi system. So when I when I became a coordinator, I went to four schools, went to Michigan State um, to kind of learn, you know, what they what they were doing, and, and that's the Pat Narduzzi system. Um, obviously, coach I've mentioned Coach Scott Power, who's at Louisiana Tech. Uh, he's been phenomenal and, you know, and what he's done, the growth that he's had. He was the D.C. at Marion in 2015, and now he's the D.C. at La Tech in eight years. So learn a ton from him. Uh, my, my cousin plays, uh, played for North Dakota State. So for He just graduated. And so obviously North Dakota State being the bison. Um, and Coach David Braun was the defense coordinator there. But then obviously having, you know, that relationship with my, with my uncle, uh, or sorry, with my cousin and my uncle, and I was able to meet Coach Braun, and, and the structure of their defense is, is similar to what we'll do here at North Alabama. Um, and then, the, you know, really those three guys, that those three systems, um, you know, you look at the Narduzzi system, you know, the Coach, you know, Coach Power system, um, you know, the North Dakota State system, and that kind of bled into what I had. And then I was able to go for two summers um, and, and meet with the New Orleans Saints uh, for a couple summers and, and just kind of see, you know, how Coach Dennis Allen was um, and Coach Pete Ginta, um, you know, how they kind of ran that an NFL program. I was down there for six or seven days for the, for two summers in 2017 and 2018. And so, um, obviously, I think you pick up from a lot of different people from, you know, reading books or, or something, but being able to have direct contact with those uh, individuals have really shaped the defense that, that we will do at North Alabama. I really can't wait to see this defense in action. I guess we'll get our first taste of yeah. it uh, come spring ball here in a couple of weeks. Let's go off the field. Yeah. What do you like to do? Uh, like to hang out with my wife, Katie, who she'll be. We just got a house here in Florence. We never bought a house before. I told Katie as soon as we get, as soon as like, something just felt different about Florence, and um, we bought our first house. Congratulations, that's great. I'm I'm super excited. Um, so we're closing on it. I think in about three or four weeks. Hang out with my dog. We don't have any kids yet, um, but I have a big dog named um, named Tyson. Now, I saw a photo of him. He's gorgeous. What kind of dog is he? He's a pit slash American bulldog mix. Um, he's probably like, he's like my best friend. I, so. I, I, I'm an English bulldog guy, <laughs> okay, so I appreciate yeah. you know yeah. that line, lineage oh, yeah. of dogs, if you yeah. will. Well, my mom owns a rescue in Mooresville, okay. Indiana, so she rescues. She really majors in rescuing pit bulls um, because of the bad name that they have, but yeah. she's kind of developed more of a rescue for all dogs now, so – Big dog lover. Uh, we like to work out together. We like ride our bikes, take walks, watch uh, like watching you know multiple TV shows, whether on Netflix and just kind of hanging out. And we don't get so much time 
you know, with family, with football. And so just relaxing together, taking walks, um, you know, being able just to, you know, just get out of the office for a little bit, I think is the biggest thing that I like to do. Um, but I like riding my bike a lot. So you'll see me on the trails here a lot, being able to ride my bike and just, you know, be able to decompress that way. And what's Katie do? So she is, she was, she was an accountant at Ernst & Young, EY. Now she's the head campus recruiter, um, really for, from Kansas City, where, wherever I've been, she's kind of taken that area. So she's a recruiting coordinator slash head campus uh, recruiting coordinator for Ernst & Young. So she has like Kansas City, Indianapolis. She has all of Ohio. She'll probably take some down, down <laughs> yeah. south in Birmingham. And her, and her uh, job has been awesome with her without how much she's moved. So um, I learn from her every day on just organization skills. So she's phenomenal in how she – I mean, she handles all these cities, and she works for, She works from home. But, um, I mean, she's always, always, always working. She's um, So I'm, I learned just a lot from her on, on how she deals with, uh, with her clients and with her recruits, and her organization skills is top-notch. This has been a lot of fun getting to know you. Let's wrap it up with this right here. This will be the first of many conversations I know, but how excited are you to, to get this thing rolling here at UNA? Man, I'm – Man, I'm, I I don't think I can really put it into words on as the, the excitement that I have and uh, being able to call myself, you know, a North Alabama Lion and um, the direction that you know this place is going under under Dr. Looney and um, and Coach uh, Brent Neerman and, and you know being able to just to go to work every day with with something that we're working towards, um, with, whether that be as a football program, as a university, as an athletic department. Um, and then, you know, more for that, you know, for, for us defensively getting back to the purple swarm, I think that's something that drives our coaches on the defensive side of the ball, drives me um, every single day to get that thing back to where, um, where those people want to be proud. So um, I'm just I, the, the best word I don't know I can say, I'm just excited every day. And, and I wake up with a smile on my face to, to be able to uh, come in here and put on the purple and, and go to work with our guys every day because I love being around our guys. They are great people. Our, you know, our players like they, they show up and they just work. They, they, they want to be coached, and they want to have success. And they, but they all, like I said, they want to be coached. They, they want to have. What are they doing well? What are they not doing well? They just like you know being around you know that, this atmosphere right now that Coach Deerman's created. So, uh, like I said, I'm just very, very grateful. Very, very uh, that Coach Deerman gave me this call and. Um, very, very um, just fortunate to be able to be in this position. So I wake up every day just with, with a chip on my shoulder that we're going to get this thing back to where, where, where North Alabama will be proud. We, so. we, we certainly can't wait. This has been a, a wonderful conversation. Coach Carabo, thank you for joining us. No, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I love, um, just love being here. So thank you very much.